Hello and welcome to the Uncensored Match Build-Up Show. It's me, it's Dutton, it's Shanley for this one. And it is Liverpool versus Chelsea. Another just ridiculously huge game. And on paper, Tom, the hardest game left in the Premier League this season. I'm really nervous about this. I am. Um, just, just purely because it's Chelsea and we've got previous there. And yeah, on paper, it's the hardest game. And I think it's going to probably prove to be. They've got some real quality in that team. And you can never take this team for granted. I know, obviously, that they've not been the best this season. All the stuff going on about the, the the inner turmoil in terms of the squad not liking the manager, blah blah blah, and not doing what he wants to do. But they're going to be up for this, just as they should be, because this is a chance for them to to basically knock us down a peg again and say you're not winning the title, and it's because of us. And that really hurt last time they did it. I just hope we've got. We've 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 grown from that situation and and, and we've become a, a stronger a stronger team mentally and I I mean I think we I think we will beat them. So Tom, are you actually I know the answer to this, but I'm just doing this for shits and giggles. Are you over thirteen, fourteen yet? No, nowhere near. I, I still can't think about that game and I still hate the fact that they did that to us and they have that over us and I really want this to be a marker to just be like, we can forget about that now because we've done it and we've done it do it with a just in a better circumstance. This isn't a flash in the pan thing like it was then. This is a a, a moment that we've been building towards and it's gonna carry on being built towards. So oh, I think that's right. And Ross, I think I, I remember doing a video uh, a few months ago on 13, 14, and, and I'm not over it. I'm you know, that those scars were deep. Um, but this, as Tom says, is a, is a chance to, to lay those ghosts to rest almost, isn't it? Yeah, I think the major difference is it's a mental block for us as fans because obviously we were there and we were part of it, but the majority of this team weren't and it won't be on their minds at all. You know, obviously Henderson, maybe a lot of people that are in and around that squad with their 13, 14, the rest of them have, have shown this season that they're not faced by things like that. Do you know the one player who played in that game? Yeah, Mo Salah. Mo Salah is the one player oh, who, wow. who, yeah. who played in that game. Yeah, because obviously Henderson was suspended and stuff, so Mo yeah. Salah is the only one. Yeah, I think you have to look at the circumstances. Well, obviously, it still gets thrown at us now, but obviously, you know, the, the slip and stuff, it, it still hurts to watch and it's thrown at us left, right, and centre. And, he's and, our hero. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm watching your hero go but, down but, like but that. But then again, you know, we were talking this morning outside. It, we're so much better defensively than we were 13, 14. It's completely different. It's, it's hard to eradicate that from your memory, but I think you have to realise that we're not that team anymore. And that was the downfall, not just that game, that was the downfall of that season for, for the majority of it. You know, we go and score five goals and whatever, but I, I go back to Paul interviewing Klopp at, at the beginning of pre-season and him saying, you know, attack wins your games, defence wins your titles. And that's what we're starting to prove. We still only lost one game in the season. I know Chelsea beat us in the League Cup. But again, we had a quick look the other week and the, the back five was, you know, Moreno, Lovren, Matip and, and Klein and Mingle in, in goal. We haven't got that anymore. We've got a solid base and we've got options as well now. Um, Chelsea will have a point to prove because not just not for that, they're in the top four scrap as well yeah. and they're desperate for it. The only advantage I think we've got is they've played so much this week already. You know, we've had an extra couple of days rest where they, they've played West Ham and Prague in the space of four days. We've played one this week so far and we had you know, more rest and stuff. I think we can't we spoke about it we took off off the gas a little bit maybe and we took Seller off and we can rest some more players. So that's good. And we've got options in midfield now as well, you know, Genie had a rest, 
caters on form. You know, you're the opposite manager. How are you supposed to set up for that? You've done an incredible job of talking about every point on the agenda. <laughs> there, um, I don't really know how to follow that. I've got nothing else to ask. He's covered literally every question in yeah. one hit. It's normally me that does that to Paul. Yeah. It's incredibly difficult when someone does that. Um, so, Tom, one thing that Ross didn't delve too deep into was the midfield. Yeah. Um, Genie was rested <clears throat> midweek against Porto. Yeah. Uh, Henderson obviously comes in with Naby Keita into that side. Um, how are you thinking the midfield would line up in this game? It's weird because in the game where we lost in the cup, I think Fabinho played as that one. I'm pretty sure I'm right in saying that. And he just didn't get to grips with the role and he was getting bypassed so much. But I think now he's learnt that role. He knows, <clears throat> even the other players know his role, so they cover him a bit more. And I think it'll be a lot more solid. And I think we'll stick with the 4 3 3, one at the base and two up there because. You look at just how um, effective it was against Porto and other teams in the season, but just how high we got to press and the way we forced them back and rushed them into hitting the ball long. And we have the defence, as Ross says, who can just recycle play like that. If they're hitting the ball long, yes, they have they have good target man in Giroud, maybe Higuain, possibly. But I fancy whoever, I fancy Virgil van Dijk and either Matip or Lovren, whoever it is who comes in, I fancy them two to mop it up. I fancy our wings to cover that, um, whether that is Mane and Saleh or the full-backs themselves. And I think if we can get that press up and harry their midfield, make them not comfortable at any point, get Jorginho on the back foot and stuff like that, I really, really feel like... Well, I've, we'll win on the day. I must admit, one of the things that I've enjoyed reading over the last couple of months is, is those little um, <coughs> excerpts of interviews with Pepland, as Ross, and you know, he, he talks tactically about the midfield and how good play down the centre of the field sets up good wing play. Yeah. And I think that's what we've seen with the midfield the Klopp's been selecting over the last few weeks, isn't it? You know, it's very it's been talked about as the Brexit midfield a lot of times and stuff like that. But ultimately us being compact in the centre of the park, winning the ball back there has allowed us to spray the ball quickly to the full backs and then them get on the front foot. You know, now um Andy Robertson I believe has got nine assists in the Premier League. Tent Alexander Arnold I think it's seven assists in the Premier League. So I think I think it's sixteen between I might not that might not be all Premier League, I might have mixed a bit of Champions League in there, but I do think that is Premier League. So it's for me, the game is won and lost on how the fullbacks perform. Andy Robertson missed the last game because of suspension against Porto. So we last played on Friday night. He's had a you know a nine day break until this Chelsea game. We played a majority of the time down the right hand side with Trent against Porto. I expect we'll flip back Robertson to come back into the side and Rob will be the driving force to to spare the lads on. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he watched the Porto game on a treadmill because he just he needs the run, doesn't he? I, I, you know, again we come back to the fresh legs and stuff and having options. I, you know, we expect Trent to play as well. I, I, I was talking, we were talking before about the midfield and you said the Brexit midfield. Everyone always says, you know, the lack of creativity that we don't have with that, but then they allow Robertson and Trent to bomb forward, which is great. I, obviously, <laughs> I've, I've gone for Fabinho, but, you know, he's proven in the past couple of weeks how good he is. Um, but I think, you know, whoever we put in midfield now allows the support to kind of drop in. You know, we're coming towards the business end of the season and people are kind of developing their roles and, and knowing the roles, even like up to this point with, with Kate and I, you could probably make a case for him going in there because he knows positioning where he should be when someone, someone bombs forward. But, you know, Robertson and Trent are our, our, our attacking threat. That's it. Like, I mean, uh, and then add into that uh, a Mo Salah who looks like he's banging back in form, Tom. We're, we're, we're starting to click all over the pitch, no matter... Uh, we've talked about having so many angles of attack, so many ways we can break down the team, and it's so nice to now pretty much have everything that 
that we need at our, at our disposal. You've got these attacking midfielders you can get up, but also can get back. We've seen that. You've got these um, fullbacks who've been doing it all season long, whipping balls in from deep. You can't get close to that, and especially if you if they're overlapping. That frees up the wingers. We've seen so many times on, on the Stats and Tactics show where on that right-hand side especially, Trent's occupying the fullback, and it gives Mo Salah so much space to create and, and drive at defenders. And what are you meant to do when Mo Salah's picked up a bit of speed? You're not stopping him unless you foul him. Mm. Um, we speak, we'll speak about Hazard later, but I think we have... They have one man in there who can do that in, in Hazard. We have Mo Salah, we have Mane, we have Bobby Firmino, we, we have whoever comes in. If it's Cater, he can drive at people and beat two or three men and then free up so much space for everyone. So Chelsea are going to have to be very, very worried at just how many things they have to keep an eye on. And we've seen so many times this season when teams do that, they often overlook a, a, an aspect of play, and Klopp exploits that. It's it's exactly right, and you know one of the things that I'm, I'll be interested to see when we go into this game is how Chelsea set up tactically against us. I think you know the best. Well, no one's had really much success at Anfield. Obviously, you mentioned Ross that they won in the League Cup earlier on, but you also mentioned part of the reasons why. And Liverpool have been superb at Anfield over recent times. You know, it's 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 high thirties, I think, since we've lost the game at Anfield. And you know, I think we've only won, we've drawn two games, and I think we've won sixteen. Um, now we've won fourteen. Apologies, and drawn two this season so far at Anfield in the league. So we've been absolutely superb, averaging way over two points per game at Anfield. And Will Chelsea sit back, to you feel, and look to use Hazard maybe in that number nine role that we've seen him in sometimes, looking to hold the ball up with his particular skill set, or will he play on the wing and give us a little bit of danger on the counter-attack? Because, listen, Hazard, for all the bluster and, and Liverpool fans online, always talk about he's not as good as Mo Salah, and I think that's fair. But he's a great player regardless, and he's a player that is massively dangerous to Liverpool and, and always seems to do it against us. Yeah, I watched him on Monday as well. He was actually unplayable, and I was like, oh, fine. And then, was like, oh no, we're, we're playing you this weekend. It's like, it's a really bad time for him to come in. I know they're playing Slavia Prague tonight, and whether he plays a part in that, I don't know. I imagine they'll be rested. Um, but they've got other outlets. Like, you know, you say, there's only Hazard. Williams, pretty. Decent as well. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of his. They've, they've got pace. Pedro, uh, if yeah, he's to yeah, play. They've got, they've got pace on the counter and stuff, so they, they are pretty dangerous. But then I, I, I think they go for the counter, but then they've got options as well. So, like, you're thinking of a Giroud or maybe Higuain where they can lump look, look the ball up and hold the ball up for Hazard to make runs in behind. You know, they're, they're pretty dangerous as well, but they're going to play balls up to the top. I'm pretty confident Van Dyke's going to take care of it because it's food and drink to him, isn't it? Which is the massive difference again before about having defence. I'm, I'm just. Not not cocky, but more confident than I have, I have been in previous years playing Chelsea. That you know, we can contain them sufficiently more than we have done in, in previous years. That ball over the top, sorry, Chris. Oh. When they're lumping it long, it's not just the centre backs who deal with that either. It's Fabinho who drops in, and we've got so good at knowing which player should be challenging that. So good at that communication that okay, if if the if the ball isn't kicked long enough, Fabinho deals with it. He's just as tall as the other guys and. <laughs> We'll speak later about who we put in centre-back. I might change my mind because of this, what I've formulated now. But it's genuinely a case of pick your poison. You're not getting through pretty much any of the time. The amount of times that we win aerial duels, we kind of negate their, their, their attack in that form. So I think they've got to go down the wings. There's no chance you're holding the ball up. Um, it, it begs the question then, who are the centre-backs that you're playing in this game, Tom? Because... My initial thought is I'd be I'd be expecting them to play Hazard up top because 
I just don't see that Giroud and Higuain get the better of those our two centre-halves, whichever two you pick. But if Liverpool were to play Dejan Lovren over Joel Matip again, I fancy, I fancy that Hazard will think, I can get something from this game. But then, the only problem... With or Joel, to be fair. Well, and that's, that's what I mean. They're going to sit him on not Virgil van Dijk because van Dijk will have him on toast all day. But then, that, that's the big issue. If you're looking for someone to, to win balls in the air, it's Joel Matip. Because his, his win percentage on them, like we do the starting eleven, his win percentage on the aerial duels is ridiculous. It's better than Van Dyke's. It's better like than the seventy, yeah. seventy six, something like yeah, that. Was it's, it before it's last silly. game? Silly! It's absolutely silly. And but then if Hazard's got the ball, it's one of them. We're going to have to double up on him. He's good enough to beat. He's good enough to beat either of them defenders. Virgil Van Dyke hasn't been dribbled past since Sané in an international. I think game, he might so. aim for Trent. To be honest, not that I. I think if he's got a weakness, sometimes it's defensively he can get beat, but then, he, again, he's 20 years old. He's come against some of the best wingers in, in, in the world. But Hazard likes to go in on, on, out wide and then cut in. And he, you, know, you said Kate before, Hazard can dribble past three, four players. And sometimes you have to just conceive, like, it's not that the wood to wear shit. It's just that he's really good and he's capable of doing that, and it will happen. Um, so I think it's important to, to double up on and give Trent the support. You know, when you're picking him in field, it's to kind of drop in and support him. If the, ball's, the outlet is Hazard, We'll make sure that Trent's got cover in there as well. I'd not thought about Hazard on Trent, and that's a matchup that I think they'll be looking to exploit you right there, Ross. And again, I suppose if that is the matchup, um, Trent's got to ask questions of Hazard going back because yeah. they're the questions that I, I'd imagine that every football fan is looking at Hazard saying, Yeah, you know what, you do turn it on, and when you turn it on, you're absolutely unplayable, but are you in for the full fight? And I've seen enough to suggest in games against Liverpool that Hazard will track back. Yeah. Hazard does want to fight for the shirt, especially against us. He yeah. must absolutely hate us because he's brilliant against us. The difference recently, and you were talking about you know, Salah and having Trent on the overlap, but in recent games, Hendo's been in there as well. So, you know, targeting that right-hand side, there was nights on against Porto where, you know, Seller had the ball. I think he lost it at one point, but then Henderson took it straight off him. Yeah, and then Trent's behind him. So it was like, well, they haven't got just two people to look after. There's, there's three at times when we decide to make the right run. So it's not just Hazard that's got to be defensive. It's like, you know, it's three or four of them. And there's, there's people three on the other side. And the switch is always on for us. We drag people over to one side and is that Trent switching it or Robertson, Robertson switching it? The one thing that I remember from Chelsea and that they're so good at it, especially with the... I spoke didn't have many options. You're right, William and Pedro are fantastic. It's that ball from uh, David Luiz over the top diagonal to William, and that caught us out. Uh, was that the first goal in the, in the in the cup game, possibly, or it was one of the, it was it was one of the games anyway? And that's what they've got in the locker, and we've got to be so careful with that. It's that switch of play when everyone's tucked over, and you go, he's free over there, one on one, and. That's where we've got to be careful, and I think that's where the midfield comes in, like we spoke about before. But are we going to go? Are we going to sacrifice our game plan? Because I don't know how many no, times we've you done you do that. not sacrifice our game plan. Exactly. This is Anfield. That's where they're coming into, mm. and we play the way that we play, and they have to change to, to try and combat <coughs> us. Yeah. And listen, we're top of the table as it stands. You know. Hopefully we'll still be top by the time the game starts. Palace obviously playing uh, Manchester City at two o five on the Sunday. But we are above Chelsea for a reason. We're the yeah. better side this season. We need to go out there. We need to prove our dominance. We have to worry about Hazard. We have to worry about the other players that they've got. But they have to worry about us. And we've been superb. We've conceded less goals than them. We've scored more goals and we've garnered more points. And that's what it kind of comes down to. I think for, for me, the Chelsea away fans, and I've spoken to Chelsea fans this week about this, is there is a, a false confidence that comes from their last three wins. 
They beat Cardiff 2-1, they beat Brighton 3-0, they beat West Ham 2-0. And just beat Cardiff as well. But before that, they lost to Everton, they drew to Wolves, didn't they? They are not happy with Sarri. And if you can get an early goal against them, their fans may well turn. That'd be nice, and that I, I, and I think it's brittle. And maybe one goal is not enough to do that. Maybe you do need two early goals. But I do feel like that we can make it a very hostile atmosphere by having a quick start against them in this game. Um, so before we do, uh, let's touch on uh, one more thing. Uh, rather than the preferred 11s, I want to I want to ask you guys who you think Klopp will start in this instance. So uh, Tom, I'll come to you first on this one. Um, Matip or Lovren? Well, again, this is so hard. It depends what who he thinks and how they thinks they're going to play. Do you go back to the trusted one with Matip? Because that was working so well. I really enjoyed that partnership. And then, obviously, you thrust Dejan Lovren back in and he looked really good. Bad a few little positional mistakes where he had to get bailed out. It's weird. I, I said Lovren before, just before we recorded. I'm, I'm going back to Matip. I really feel like that partnership works so well, and if he is fit and he's and he's fine to play, I think that I think Klopp goes back with a trusted back line. Before I ask you between the two players, do we all think Genie's going to come back into this side? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Hendo or Kaiter alongside them? I've gone for Hendo. What do you think Klopp will do? I think he'll go for Hendo. I think. To be honest, I've not picked this, but you talked about it before. The Brexit midfield, I think, I think there's an element that he might he might go for that because of you know the defensive cover that we talked about with, with the wingers. You know they're an industrious midfield that work hard and graft, and again they know their roles when you know they allow Trent and Robbo to go forward. and others do as well, but they've proven and he's he's shown in big games against the top four or five sides. That's what he's used. You know, so okay. the, the mid, that, that midfield Hendo, Hendo Milner, Milner, Milner. Milner. yeah. Which, which about, I, I think that's what he'll go for. What about Milner being tired the, the other day from playing fullback? Do you I don't think I, I don't know. They argued the point yesterday that he wasn't. He kind of like you know t- took his foot Klopp off. Came, Klopp came out in the press conference and said we used Milner in a defensive role. Yeah, and we wanted to attack more down the right hand side. Um, so I'm not sure that it was tiredness per se, more than tactical. Yeah, and I think with with Milner as well, you, you argued the case of the experience that he's got in level headedness at this stage of the season. Which I don't think you get from a, a, a cater, obviously. Uh, you know, you can chuck him in there and like he'll, he'll calm people down or he'll make the right decisions. Yeah. He's, you know, he's not going to make a mistake, is he? Because he's just Mr. Reliable. Okay. Um, right, before we get into the preferred 11s, we have a little look around the league at the rival fixtures. We have got an incredible clip from our Around the League show on the RedmenTV.com. Check this out. Do you think it's down to the honesty of him that people have taken a bit more of a shine to him? Definitely. He's proven people wrong, and that's one thing that. That turns heads. That's that's one thing that people like about other players. You know, literally, if you can name something he's done wrong since he's left Liverpool, I'd love to hear it. And, and he hasn't backed up because he, he backs up everything he says. So when he left the club, he, he said, I'm leaving to win trophies, like Ross said before, he's won trophies. Uh, he's become a better player since he's left the club. He's done some great things, you know, he's been in the media a lot, he's had a lot of pressure put on him because of how much he's in the media, but he's gone through it like a warrior, and if you look at him now, he's one of the world's best footballers, and I can't be angry at him, and I don't think Liverpool fans can be anymore, because he's actually influencing the sport in a positive way, which is so important, and we've been screaming and crying out for players, more players like this, people who come out and defend on what's right, do you know what I mean? Um, But no, he's, he's He's done everything right since he's left the club. I have nothing but respect for the 
for them. Okay, I hope you enjoyed that one. The RedmenTV.com, £5 a month. First month is free. If you sign up now, you will get all of the shows that we produce between now and 30 days' time. Um, so you might, might just about get the end of the Premier League season. It is an absolutely perfect time to subscribe and show your support for what we do. If you enjoy it, please do give us a try. Um... Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Preferred 11s, Tan and Ross Chanley. Yeah. Um, first of all, who did you pick? Did you pick Matip or Lovren? I've gone for Matip. Okay. Um, again, fresh legs. And I, I, to be honest, I didn't realise he had a knock until you told me before, but he's been consistent. And, you know, and Lovren's been out for a while. I just, like He's been brilliant alongside um, Van Dyke. I think you got the option of defensive qualities. He's shown he's aggressive now which I didn't think he had in his locker. But then he got the direction of, of, of I just love his mazy runs that he decides to go on. And you, know, you talk about you know having the full-backs going forward. Well, the centre-half, it just decides to wander forward sometimes. And, but he does that because everyone else is occupied yeah. and the option's there for him to go and do it. Sometimes like he just goes to a dead end and he loses the ball and it's, it is dangerous. But other times, you know, he can, something's got to come off that at some point. So, you know, I think he's got defensive and offensive qualities. Who, who did you pick at left back? Did you pick Robbo or Moreno? Uh, <laughs> do you know what? Don't. It was a real, real. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? It says a lot that Moreno wasn't picked in in midweek. I never thought for a second that he would do. But we discussed before that game that Klopp just doesn't trust him. And to put Milner in there, you know, again, Mr. Reliable, it says, says a lot. He's never going to play for Liverpool again, in my okay. opinion. Uh, your midfield three, Tom, who did you go for? Oh, me? Sorry. Um, <laughs> I thought you were just going to go back to him. Uh, Fabinho, Hendo, Genie. And basically, Fabinho is the best six we have. Genie's fresh legs. He's going to come back in and, and be brilliant, cover on that left-hand side, and just, just be the reliable person on the ball that he is. Beat, beat one man, maybe, and, and, and play through. Jordan Anderson has to come back in. And I know there's talk for Keita coming in on, the, on the, his recent form. Fair enough, I get that. But Jordan Henderson, in a defensive sense, is another animal. You watch him, we're, we're obviously doing the stat show on, on Jordan Henderson and, and just some of the positioning and some of the awareness and the, the tenacity that he possesses is unrivaled, genuinely unrivaled. The way that he can get up and down the pitch, assist on the, on the right-hand side for Mo Salah, but also assist in covering Trent. You need that in this game and, and he's captain. You know what I mean? I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna do us proud and, and keep showing people. Keep everyone's now turning a corner with Jordan Henderson. He's been doing this for ages, and I just want him to to. It'll be a it'll be a more reserved role. I genuinely think that he has to cover that right back so much. But I can't wait to see him get in there and just just put himself about. Yeah, I mean, I've gone for the 4-3-3 formation as well. And, you know, I went with Matip and Van Dijk, just like you, Ross. You talked about Lovren to begin with, but you ended up going with yeah. Matip in the end as well. I've gone for the same midfield three. Fabinho, Henderson, Genie. Genie, fresh legged, as you've mentioned. Henderson, for me, it's massively important that he plays in this game. We talked earlier on in the show about us exercising those demons from 13-14. Henderson wasn't available for that game. He will have felt terrible. 
that he missed out on that one. And I think we might just get that extra few percent from the captain just because he'll have that in his mind and he'll know how important it is almost a year to the day almost, or five years to the day apologies um, since that game he'll want to show that he can captain Liverpool to a Premier League title he'll be in the centre of the park putting pressure on their players driving forwards looking to get assists and stuff as well linking up with Trent Alexander-Arnold and then up top I think all of us have gone for the front three and their normal positions rival fixtures then uh, we've got Spurs versus Huddersfield at 12.30 on the Saturday. Man United, West Ham, 5.30 on the Saturday. Palace City, 2.05 on Sunday. Obviously, Liverpool, Chelsea, 4.30. And Watford, Arsenal on the Monday night at 8 o'clock. Now, we've, we've skirted over it because I wanted to talk about it at this point in the show. But the race for the top four is going to decide the race for the title, I believe, this yeah. season. You know, uh, Manchester City have still got games against Tottenham to play and, and Chelsea, I think I'm right in saying as well. Is that right? Manchester United. Apologies, yeah. it's Manchester United. Chelsea currently, they've played a game more than Tottenham, Arsenal and Manchester United. They've played 33. They've got 66 points. Tottenham have played 32 and are two points behind with 64. Arsenal, 32 games, 63 points. And Manchester United, 32 games, 61 point, points. So... Tottenham could go ahead of Chelsea yeah. for, for, for third place by the time our game rolls around. Arsenal obviously have to wait and see what happens with Liverpool and Chelsea to see if they can overtake them. Manchester United need a couple of teams to slip up, quite frankly. Uh, it's going to be tough. Liverpool have got a sensational home record that I mentioned before, lads. Chelsea's away record, on the other hand. Played 16, won 9, drawn 1, lost 6. Wow. That's quite significant for a Chelsea side with as good players as they've got, isn't it? And I wonder if they've only garnered 28 points from their 16 away games so far. Liverpool have garnered 44 points from their 16 home games. That goal difference as well, plus 36 for Liverpool, minus one for Chelsea. That's, that shows just how shaky they can be at the back. I mean, you bank on all the other teams around Chelsea to win them games. So. Um, maybe Watford might do a job on Arsenal just because I, I really think Watford have something about them. I mean, if they might have that little dip because they get to the. Um, they lost to Everton last week, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, Watford obviously got to the oh, okay, yeah. FA Cup final, didn't yeah. they? And sometimes teams go, Ooh! yeah, because they just lose a little bit of focus yeah. and stuff because they've been out getting bladders. That Palace City, I'd be interested to know what you think about that. Obviously, Ben was talking about it the, the other day about having their games beforehand. They're going to put the pressure on us there. I mean, obviously, it's Palace away, it's not an easy game, but you'd bank on City going there and doing the business. And it's another opportunity, I think. We've had so many of these where we can show our resilience and strength. The other day when we're, we're down and, and we come back to win that game 2-1, it's just, this has been a season of tests and Liverpool overcoming these. And I'd love to see us just go, right, we're down again. Let's just show City that we're not going away. And and, and I believe if we win this game, I think we can, we can start... Oh look, there's the, the rest of the games are just as important and you, you can't let your mentality slip. But if we can get through this Chelsea team, I bank on Liverpool being professional and getting, getting over the line. Okay, well there we go. Uh, one crumb of comfort, I think, maybe, Ross, is that Manchester City, when they lost last time, they lost a couple of games on the bounce. They obviously lost against Tottenham. Um, they'll be feeling the pressure themselves. I, I am banking on them to bounce back, but Crystal Palace at, at their ground on a day when there's no work. So a Sunday is normally a feisty friggin' atmosphere and it'll be a hard place for them to go to. Yeah, 
Palace are a map one. I think you look around at the side and they've got some quality players and you, you wonder why they're so far behind. But Hodgson. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> what I was coming to. <laughs> <laughs> and they got oh, the moves to manager. Um, yeah, well, they beat them already this season at the Etihad soon. I don't really trust in Royce to do the double over them, but you know they certainly give them a game. And that's what, I think that's what it's all about for City now. They they playing a lot of football in a short space of time. They've literally got a game every every three days. Tottenham will have taken out of them. Palace need to capitalise on that because I know they can talk about the squad depth and stuff, but like from what I've been told, the Spurs City game was like end to end stuff and you know pretty decent. So you know if Palace need to take advantage of that. Palace aren't really fighting for anything. It's the problem. You know I think they're pretty much safe. Um, they're not going for Europe or anything, so like, you know, what they really A Liverpool top of this league come the end of the weekend? And by how many? Yeah. If we are. Yes, just because I think Palace channel that energy from last time they played them. They're, and just like Townsend played so well. Absolutely incredibly. The screamer of the goal. Like, uh, but, but defensively, like that goal was fantastic, but the way he covered and tracked back, if they can get an early goal and fight for it, I think Palace could could stifle them there. I'm going to disappoint you all and say that Liverpool will be top of the Premier League come the end of the weekend, but it will just be by the two points because Manchester City win as well. Let us know your thoughts in the comments section below. Don't forget to like the video, subscribe to the Red Men TV on YouTube, and we've got a new channel, it's Matron Page Act. Do go over there, check that one out. The link will be in the description. Uh, thank you very much for watching, and we'll see you next time. Tarak.